Welcome to Thought Jar, a podcast run by high schoolers where guests share their unique perspectives on arts, education, society, and more. Welcome to our first ever episode. I'm your host Jasmine, and today we're going to talk about our favorite movies. So today here we have three guests. We have Sally, Andy, and Samuel, and they are here. They have prepared a favorite movie each, and they are going to talk about it. So hi guys. Hello. And he is going on to tenth grade, and and he is a fan of movies from Studio Ghibli. Sally is going on to eleventh grade, and she is a fan and student of films from Pixar Studio. Samuel is going on to twelfth grade, and he is a fan of Christopher Nolan's films. Right. So Sally, why don't we start with you? What movie have you brought for us today? Right. So, speaking as a Pixar fan, I am going to share about the one of the most recent Pixar films. It's called Soul. Okay. So I'm not sure if you guys watched it. Yes. Have you? Andy, okay. Sam did it. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Soul was released back in 2020, I think, but I watched it in 2020. And it's a film directed by Pete Docter. He also did、uh, the film Inside Out. If you guys heard it, it's also Pixar. So,、uh, do I like talk about? Yes, please. Could、okay. you give us a brief summary of the plot? Okay. Soul is about a middle-aged African American man, and when we open up the story, we see him as a middle-aged. We just see him as a、uh, middle school band teacher. But he loves jazz, and he really wants to become a jazz musician and play with these people, perform with these people on stage to other people. But he's stuck as a middle school band teacher, and、uh, suddenly he dies. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of like that's kind of the turning point where just a few minutes into the film he dies, and he gets into this place called the Great Beyond, which in the film is where souls before they get to Earth and get into people, they get their personalities, they get their interests, and of course Joe wants to be a jazz musician. He wants to get back to his body, even though he technically died, but he wants to get back, and he ends up meeting a peculiar soul called Twenty Two. And twenty two is nearly the exact opposite of him. Where twenty two thinks like her line that's very、um, one of the most set,、um, one line I really remember her saying is just is all that living worth dying for? Like she's the person, she's the soul who doesn't understand why you wanna go to Earth. What's so good about Earth? And yeah, it taught. It's just this journey of Joe trying to get back to his body and live his dream, but then. Yeah, he undergoes a lot of character change throughout as well. So I felt like it was a very beautiful film in a lot of aspects, and、uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoy that. Right, sounds like a fascinating film. I can definitely see some features which must be very unique, even in Pixar films, which are known for their creativity and genuine, genuinity. Right. <laughs> so. How did this movie inspire you? You say it's very interesting to talk about, and you must have known a lot of Pixar films. Why this film particular?、Mm, okay, actually, it goes back all the way to the trailer. When I saw the trailer, I just immediately felt like that will be one of my favorite Pixar films.、And、I think a couple of things that drew me one was the music, where he's a jazz musician and. 
there's a lot of great jazz music there. They have this man. Uh, they, they for the score, there's like two types of scores. One is like jazz, and they got a jazz musician to score that, and then they got two other people to do other like more of the movie score type of music. And then for jazz, you know. Out of all the different music genres I listen to, I have more of a history with jazz because, like, my dad brings me to watch jazz wow. festivals and such, right? And uh, yeah, so I immediately liked music and I immediately identified with Joe and his dream. And also, the other thing about this movie is the fact that it's dealing with this theme of what's your dream? How important is that? A lot of Disney movies, like Moana or or、uh, Zootopia, they're saying you have this dream. Let's try everything to get there, and once you get there, it's happily ever after. But but then really, this film brought it up to a different level of complexity, which is really like your dream. How important is that? And some people's dreams drive them like to a point where. It's not healthy anymore. This relationship with your、uh, goal. I think this movie,、uh, since it dealt with that fact and it dealt with it in such a beautiful way, I felt very much connected to the film. I think the most inspiring thing about the movie, and I love the music, I love the art direction of the film. The world building is fantastic. As we said, there's a great beyond. There's a world that we we don't know, and the filmmakers just invented it and put all those sort of things inside. But then the the story that really it is the story and the themes and the messages that really resonated with me personally.、Um, yeah, I guess it's not very direct. And saying, just go get your dream, and everything will be happy again. Everything will be fine. It, it goes further than that. There's things about just living your life, every moment of it. I think you you go into there thinking it's going to be about the purpose of life, and you come out think, yeah, that's such a big topic. But they gave such a small answer to that question that I just felt very inspired by by, by their message overall. Well, thanks for sharing. I've watched so myself, and I was, like you said, very struck by the questions they ask and the really the very unique answer they give.、Mm. So, Samuel, I believe yours is the only movie I haven't watched. What is it, and what is it about? Okay.、Um, so, okay. So my movie is called Inception. It is released in two thousand and ten. It is a、uh, science fiction movie, and it's about. Um, to put it simply, it's about dreams.、Um, people normally think of dreams as something otherworldly that has some, nothing to do with reality, but not so in the film. In the film, what the the, the director has done is that、um, he sort of、uh, he he sort of names dream as this representation of people's subconscious, and and there are these people in the movie who. Go into people's dreams. They,、uh, they, they, they be in the same dream with them, and they extract information or puts information into the dream, and thus directly into their、uh, subconscious that impacts their choices and things like that.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, at the beginning of the movie, we find two men.、Um, one of them is the protagonist. His he's name he's named Cobb, and the other guy he's named Arthur. They are actually in another character's dream. So it's really bizarre, and they are trying to convince the character something. But in fact, these two men are trying to extract information from the character, 
from a character to a stream and from his subconscious. And that information could be a sort of password or a business strategy or things like that. So um, um, the person uh, the person whose stream they went into is a Japanese guy. He's a uh, businessman, and his name is Saito. And, um, but actually, what Cobb and Arthur does not know is that Saito, ha Saito knows that these two men are trying to get inside him. And mm -hmm. they're they actually aware that he's doing that, um, that they're doing that. But he let them into his dream nonetheless because he's trying to recruit them for another job. He, he wants to put a thought in his, in his um, business opponent's mind to, um, to um, change the other, his rivalry company's business strategy so that his company can make the best profit. This is called inception. So um, extraction is taking information from one person's mind out of the person and inception is putting information, a thought, an idea, a motive inside a dream and into a person's subconscious. And throughout the film, the two characters, Cobb and Arthur, they try to assemble their team and they try to put this idea into this other businessman's mind and finally succeeds. But in the process, they go through a lot of things together and the movie explores a lot of deeper subjects. Uh, for example, like what exactly is reality, what exactly is time, and yeah, and these are questions that are uh, really worthwhile and really um, interesting to think about. Thank you, that sounds like one fascinating movie and you very much convinced me to watch it if no one else. <laughs> I will watch it too. <laughs> so I can see that both you and Sally have found movies that ask really good and meaningful questions. Um, what do these questions mean to you personally? How did this movie inspire you? Well, um, these movies, as, as I mentioned before, these movies does contain a lot of issues. Um, for example, Cobb is, was, was married and his wife dies. And, it has, and that question has to do with commitment and things like that. And these are things that, for me, as an 18-year-old, have not yet experienced yet. So um, mainly, um, what I got from these movies, just these thoughts to, to think about, and because I have not ex actually experienced these things before, um, I cannot actually apply a lot of it into my life. Um, the only question that really struck me is, um, as I mentioned before, what exactly is reality? So there is this particular scene in, in, uh, in this movie, Inception, that is very thoughtful and, and worth thinking about. So, okay, I, I can describe the scene. So, imagine a dark basement. <laughs> there are okay. beds all around, and there are like uh, 20, 20 or about 18 people lying on those beds. And these people, what they're doing is that they are sharing their dream. They go there every way, every day into the basement to share their dreams for seven, eight hours a day. And so in this setting, the, the, the protagonist cop went in, and, and they saw them there. And, and he asked the manager there, do they come here to dream every day or something like that? The manager is an, a, um, a really old man and he said something that's really, really interesting. He said, no, they've not, they have not come here to dream. They have come here to live. Their dreams have become their reality. 
So that is really interesting to think about. Um, and it's really thought-provoking to think about what is my reality? What world am I living in? Am I living in this world uh, that we know, or am I living somewhere else? Um, thinking about other things that are not of this world. Wow, that sounds really deep. So would you say the answer the movie gives to you, or no? It's not so much, from what I heard, it's not so much answering a question, but ask, as asking questions. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the movie does, does give an answer to that question, um, because in the end, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to spoil it, but <laughs> okay. in the end, it sort of, um, sends out a message that dreams are only dreams. It is a, um, it is the reality, the world that people actually live in that's, that's real. So what makes this film stand out from other films of the same genre? Yes, okay, this is, this is probably the first Christopher Nolan film that I have watched. You know, my, this is also one of my father's favorite film, and he has, you know, he, he has a disc and he keeps on playing it um, <laughs> a few times every, every, every year or so. Oh, wow. so, so. So I've watched clips of it before I even watched the whole movie or understood it a lot. Um, yes, so after I, I watched the film, I was, I was very struck and obviously uh, throughout the years, I, um, I began watching films of Christopher Nolan, which includes some uh, films like Dunkirk, um, what's it called, The Prestige, and Interstellar, all these films are, are all excellent. One thing I especially love about Christopher Nolan is his brilliance in script writing and his creativity um, in the plotline. But um, what stands out to me most in Inception is its way of catch, capturing me. I feel like the movie relates to me more because the movie, it's not about something outside, it's not about something in the world, it's ultimately about what people think, their subconscious, and that makes the movie so much more personal. For example, like Interstellar, which is about outer space and um, space exploration and things like that. So that's what I enjoy about the movie, and, uh, and that's what uh, makes the movie relate to me. Thank you. So why don't we go on to Andy. Andy, what movie have you brought for us today? So my favorite movie is uh, from Sasso from Studio Ghibli, and um, it's Princess Mononoke. This movie is um, it's about a a man versus nature conflict with with a lot of Japanese traditional elements. In the end, uh, like uh, there's a lot of like um, humans did a lot of destruction to the f to to like um, the forest. Sort of, uh, but in the end, like um, in the end, the main character Ashitaka. And um, and Princess Mononoke, um, they reconcile with with this um, nature by um, by returning, well, um, returning the head the head of a of a like um, a, a a god the forest god, um, yeah, which which other human being like they sh they shot um, off. Well, this this led to like a like a like a like a re like a rebirth of the forest even after so much this uh, after all the destruction. Wow, our plots today seem to get more and more creative each time. <laughs> so so Andy, what do you like about this movie? One, one thing that really strikes me is um, 
and inspires me is Ashitaka's determination, his um, his willingness to like go um, and overcome all the like the the difficulties um, to ultimately like uh, reach reach this reach the film's ending. He is he is also a very like um, he's very much against like against all these. Uh, fighting in the in the, um, in the movie, and he's he's actively trying to trying to like make peace and stop and stop these um, bloodshed. Another thing is the film's um, soundtrack. It's um, like like a lot like most of Miyazaki's film. It's it's, it's done by Joe Hisaishi, mm-hmm. who is one of my like favorite one of my like um, composers. This this soundtrack is quite quite unique. Um, in in the beginning, it's mostly like mostly very traditional. It's a very um, like a solemn theme. Yeah, but later on, especially in the climax, use a lot of like a voice, also like electro electronic elements, where it just made it like very scary and all. Yeah, it really fits the, the scenes really well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that music. It's not the most um, the most obvious feature of a film, and not everyone notices it. So I think it's really cool that you share in so much detail about this. And as a Ghibli fan myself, I can agree with you that Miyazaki and Joey Hisaishi best combination ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We have three very unique and interesting films here. We have films, animated films, and 3D yes, three D and two D right, films, right. and we have live action film, films about nature, films about soul and afterlife of sorts, and we have souls about the human mind and reality. And with all these differences, I can see at least one similarity. And like I said, I might have said before, you all pick films that ask really good questions and explore really meaningful topics. And it's not easy to answer these questions. So what I want to ask to each of you is, how do you view film as an artwork or as an entertainment? Something you can sit down to watch with a bucket of popcorn or something you have to watch and interpret like an artwork or like a piece of music. I feel like some films are entertainment. Like some mm-hmm. films you watch and you laugh and it's over and you just, you try to see what they're trying to tell you but you just can't. For some films, I feel like they are entertainment, but a lot of other films, and usually they are the films I like, I see them, yeah, as art. Like some people say, uh, movie watching is passive, right? But then like, once you look closely at film, it's such intentional and active effort put into making these films. And because there are so many intentional elements and they have a great story to tell behind it, um, movie become art and also when you're watching it becomes active if you let yourself just look at and discover the things that these filmmakers are trying to do behind the scenes and also stories you get involved actively if you just let yourself be pulled by the story writer or when you have a great script you just can't help yourself you got, got to get into this world you start anticipating things oh your expectations blown so it's 
it feels like such an active experience and afterwards you can think why did I feel that I think yeah that that's the most powerful movies that I experience and those things it goes past entertainment definitely if I can see if I'm understanding you right you're saying great films are ones that draw you in that yeah. makes you think and not right. just something that makes you laugh for a second and then goes away Right. Also, you, you need to actively make yourself think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just watch it and you think, yeah, there's a lot of deep things there, but you know, I'm going to do something else, and then I forget about it. So it takes active effort on some part mm-hmm. as well if you want to really discover the deep stuff. But good film, at least, it'll draw you in. Right. So best films, it makes you think afterwards. <laughs> right. Well, based on um, what the three of you have said, I would say. The guests we have here today were all active audiences, not the laid-back kind, but the right. ones that go and seek out the meaning, and that's why we can have such great answers to great questions. Andy and Samuel, what do you think? Entertainment or art? Well, I think um, most, if not all, the movies are can like you can view them as art. Because um, there's like um, Sally has covered the, the plot aspect, so I I wouldn't go over that. But I, I agree with everything Sally said, the wholeheartedly. And well, uh, another aspect of movie is movie making is like all, all the like the cinematography mm-hmm. and like um and for for and like and and like sets character characters how actors how they act and for animated movie it also involves like um the the the, the making. And, and not to mention the music and like sound design there's a, there's like a myriad of um, aspects to the to, to move to movies to movie making and in each of these aspects there can be there can be like artistic expression there can be like um, it, yeah these can be used as devices to to like um, to express the, the, the directors um, their, their, their their message one of the movie like it's um it's called the uh, darkest hour and the um the lighting in there it's very strikingly um dark all over like uh yeah when 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 the camera is like um focusing on Winston Churchill who was the whole, whole story this this film is about and it really shows that like it, it really just implies how dark this out does like he his the situation is yeah. And ultimately, at the end of the movie, um, where the outcome, like the final turn, yeah, um, the, there was like, there was a lot more light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's like a certain one example of how film devices can be used to express messages. Thank you, Andy. That is a fascinating example. And uh, by the way, this is very out of the way, but Darkest Hour also recommended. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for saying that. I like um, the idea of viewing almost every, or like you said, most movies as a form of art, even if just to appreciate the effort the producers put behind it. So, Samuel, how would you answer this question? I agree with what Sally and Andy just said, um, that films mostly, basically all films, strive to be art in their very own genre. But I do think... um, that different films have different audiences in mind. For example, on 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 one, on one hand, we have the something like uh, Marvel films, the Avengers, Captain <laughs> America, and things like that. Um, th- these movies 
are more are striving more to be fun and more lifelike, and they um and they want to entertain their audience more than I don't know maybe um rather than rather than um making them think about certain things. And on the other hand, there are movies like uh, I'm gonna talk about the really. <laughs> the ones that have really deep meanings but are not fun to watch. So a few months ago, I watched a movie called Citizen Kane, and it is made in the 1940s, and it is not easy to watch, and it is very difficult to understand, but it has a pretty deep meaning. So these are movies that are made for, not for the big audience, but for a more a smaller audience that um, might be looking for a movie that you know that is deeper and is more difficult to understand but I do agree that in all these genres no matter no matter what audience these movies are facing all movie producers try to make art in whatever films that they do thank you so we have heard three different films from three different perspectives, but the consensus, people, is that movie is art, art to be appreciated, to be learned from, there are lessons to be taken in them, but it's also an enjoyment just to sit back and let your mind be expanded. And so concludes our first episode ever. Thank you for tuning into Thought Jar and listen in for the next episode. Mm-hmm.